Welcome to Integrative You Radio, hosted by Dr. Nick Carruthers and yours truly, Dr. Nicole Rivera. This is the place where you become limitless. We are covering the latest and greatest topics, of course, in a disruptive fashion around integrative medicine, mental health, and human behavior. We are also covering how those topics affect the human and family dynamics. We will be sprinkling in some truth bombs for our healthpreneurs so they can join us in our mission to evolve healthcare. If you are health curious and growth focused, you are in the right place. But buckle up because this is real, this is raw, and this is disruptive. This is Integrative You Radio. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Integrative You Radio. <laughs> yep. It's going to be a fun one. I'm here with Dr. Nick today. <laughs> we're going to get wild. Oh, we're going to get real wild. All right. We're kicking this off with talking about some crazy shit that's going on in the world. So buckle up, buttercup. Uh, but the the main thing that we want to preface with is the idea that everything is bad and there is no good. What? Move the mic out a little bit. Why? Am I blowing up your eardrums? Yeah. <laughs> so we have worked with Dr. Demartini for many years now, and we've actually had the luxury of being part of his documentary, which should be out somewhat soon. Keep you guys posted. But one of the biggest things that I learned right off the bat was that energy is always in balance and that there is no positive or there's no negatives without a positive and this was kind of hard to wrap my head around especially when we have specific scenarios where you're like I can't believe this happened to me especially extremes that create major emotional adversity from you know breakups to divorces to loss of friends loss of family members loss of a pet it's like how could there ever be any positive associated and in his work he has shown over and over again that this principle applies to everything all of the time. And it is not his opinion, our opinion. This is actually based on the laws of physics. And so Dr. Nick is always (laughs) really good at bringing me back down because, of course, everyone's human. And still to this day, I will get fired up about certain things. And he always shifts my perception so that I can see the bigger picture. That's all I do every single day with every client. <laughs> Literally. it's. I've got a little experience. <laughs> and uh, I can't tell you how, how tremendously helpful it is um, because it, it helps you to move past what you're giving a lot of energy or you're judging, resenting, getting angry about guilt or shaming yourself about and in other instances it all it just decreases the magnitude so I might still walk away being like no I still think that sucks but the magnitude of how intense I felt about it is decreased when I'm able to acknowledge that there is pros to the cons yeah and it's it's honestly not about lying to yourself that a situation was shitty and sucked like that's that's honestly equally true 
But if that's where the focus goes, energy flows where focus goes. So if we can put our attention on the also what is occurring, the positive, because if there's a negative charge, there's an equal and opposite reaction, a negative or a positive charge. So if we can grow our awareness and see that there was equally amount of pleasure as there was pain, well, then all that focus isn't going to just the negative and understanding, you know, I don't like saying the law of attraction um, because it's used, bastardized really wrong. But when we can actually shift our focus just from the negative, well, we're not going to be attracting that negative into us. Um, and what sets us free is getting that mind back into a state of balance, back into that state of equanimity. And that allows us to not be influenced by a misperception because anytime that we see that there's more good or more bad, we're missing a piece of that picture and we can't make the best decision because we don't have full awareness. So really life is about, you know, being able to increase our awareness so that we can have all the data, all the information to be able to make a balanced decision so we can actually take action that's going to best serve ourselves. And our intention for this is to decrease anxiety, uh, to de decrease that worry and fear because we have been propagated a lot of fear over the past few years. And, you know, I personally am on TikTok, I'm on social media, and you could easily get extremely, extremely overwhelmed and live in a state of fear and anxiety if you are not able to take the information and see the good and the bad in it. And that's kind of some of the things we want to talk about today is there's a lot nowadays, I feel like more than ever, and I'm sure part of it is the algorithm of what I watch, is, you know, there we're talking about flaws in the government. People are talking about how our food is poisoning us. Uh, and I obviously, I know we've been talking about things like that. You know, there there's issues with toxicity of land. There's issues with the farming industry. Uh, you know, pharma controls everything. And a lot of what we're hearing is only the downsides. And we always have to make sure that we're understanding the upsides to some of these things that are happening in the world. Because if you're only looking at the downsides, you are going to live in a very low vibration of a state of fear, anxiety, worry, and all of the other emotions in between. So before we get really started diving into some of these specific fears that are out there, I wanted to just shine some light on the state of the world and why we are where we are. Not getting too deep into it, but you've probably heard me talk about awareness. Awareness is just a level of consciousness. And Nicole brought up a word that triggered me to want to talk about this is that, you know, she sees what she sees based on an algorithm. And when we think about that, that algorithm is from either social media, or there's an algorithm that's showing her uh, specific things and it's not showing her other things, which is interesting when we think about that, because that algorithm is controlled by about four families, roughly. Um, there's about four families that control all of the news media outlets, everything that the information that's coming into us, and that's controlled by an algorithm. So we're not seeing the full picture. So that allows us to be, holy shit, I've got a polarized view because I haven't been shown the full information. Mm -hmm. So we need to take everything that we see today, honestly, as a half truth. And we need to challenge everything. 
challenge what I'm saying right now. Go through, do your own research, think about it, question it, come up with your own unique ideas. And when doing so, you're going to grow that awareness. You're going to grow the reflective awareness of how it's controlling you, how it's affecting you, and how you can therefore use it to serve yourself. So when we understand fear today, first of all, fear stands for false evidence appearing real. It ain't real. It's false evidence because you don't have the full evidence. That's why it's false. And, you know, let's talk. You brought up poison of food. I I want to actually just give a very simple plug in right here. So exactly what you're talking about is we just recently had a hurricane here in South Carolina and we had multiple. I don't know about you, but I had multiple people reaching out to me. Are you guys okay? I hear that Charleston is completely underwater. And this is, again, what was being peddled in the media. And I take a picture. I'm like, sun is out. We're good. <laughs> they, get, there was rain. Wrong. There's parts of Charleston that flood with the full moon. No, but and they were. High tide. It, it so was like, showcasing that there was massive damage and yeah. and whatnot. And then the same thing is they were saying about Florida, and we have quite a few clients in Florida. Same thing. I, I was like, "How are you doing?" And she sent me a picture of sun is out. We're good. And I obviously understand that Florida is very large, and I'm sure there's other areas that had more damage, but. It's just the, the compounding effect, I feel like, over the past few years of, of this s- similar things happening of pure devastation, everything's falling apart. And then, you know, you hear from real life people and they're just like, no, it's not really how it went down. And that's, you know, based on algorithm, based on people watching all these different things is that and this is an un- unfortunate state is that everything gives you that high polarized magnitude to grasp your attention because quote unquote, it's kind of boring in the middle, you know, it's like, Oh, there's no reaction. I'm safe. It's like everything is just an exchange of energy and well, people in fear can be controlled more easily. hundred percent. So let's jump into some things that are causing fear around the world and be able to see the, the benefits of that. So one of the things that we're looking at is food and food. Not. I want to hear this because I still am fucking sick and tired of being poisoned. (laughs) 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 This is for me too, guys. It's a journey. (laughs) We're jumping back to the consciousness and the collective consciousness is we are where we are today in society based on the collective consciousness. So, and AK what we've allowed. Well, yeah, what we've allowed, the programming, the belief systems. And we went through this belief system that we wanted everything fast and easy and it was going to give us more time. But when we understand that if we have, quote unquote, more time to do something, but we don't have the energy to actually enjoy that time, well, then we're still a slave. And when it comes to all that time with bullshit, when it comes to the food and the nutrients and the life it gives us, A, you know, there's this huge transfer um, of growing meat in a lab. And that's like one polarized aspect of it. And then there's just the actual part of all the industrial farming that's happening with the herbicides, the pesticides, the glyphosate that's actually inside the food, not just being sprayed on the food, which 
glyphosate has so many different issues. One of the issues you might not be known is that glyphosate will actually break down your collagen. Um, so if you have joint issues and you have arthritis. It, you constantly have hernias, strain sprains, you're it, throwing your back out, bulging discs. It's not just a physical stress. It's because the food that you are consuming is actually breaking down the building blocks of your joints. And it makes you look old as shit. <laughs> and, it makes you, <laughs> and then you put Botox in, which is another carcinogen. Um, we won't get on that story right now. So, oh my God, this is, we just went down this pathway and you know, you're doomed. Um, but what's another big thing that's happening to the world, to farmlands, to all this stuff is that we have fires, we have hurricanes. And you know, if you haven't heard about this, it's true. There's science, you know, just do your own research. Uh, but we have what's called geoengineering, genetically modified engineering of the weather and that happens through a bunch of different ways um, they spray what's known as chemtrails which is just chemicals that change the atmosphere because when we think about it everything is just a balance of energy positive and negative charge so if they spray nanoparticles that have some heavy metals in there and some other chemicals that's going to create a change in charge which is going to create a change in not only wind direction but also a change in water uh, condensity, condensity, if that's a word. I well, I, I don't think that's a word, but you make <clears throat> up words all the time. But also this was created, you know, with the intention of being able to uh, help farming and help agriculture in the very, very, very beginning. Well, and that's a lie, but okay. All right. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. Was, do you think kid? <laughs> it was created for war um, initially. And it can be used to help with farming and control farming weather patterns and everything. But initially it was created for war because when you look at the foundation of war, it's to control natural resources. Uh, without natural resources, um, you control people. Uh, so, I mean, most people think about money, but money doesn't matter if there's no natural resources. So that's why this uh, weather modification was so huge because you control literally countries, um, if not, parts of continents through weather modification. And then there's harp technology and there's all these other technologies that combine with it to do this. And you're like, well, shit, you're, we're screwed. Um, we can't control anything. And it's understanding that we, we got here because we gave our power away. We gave our trust uh, away. And that came, that trust, that lack of power, now we're getting to receive the pain from realizing that we did that. So it's understand that every single solution, every single remedy is actually inside the problem. So the problem isn't, you know, direct energy weapons. The problem isn't weather modification. The problem isn't those things. The problem is that we gave our power up to how to use those things. Those technologies are equally beneficial. As Nicole was talking about Dr. Martini. That's his whole methodology is based on that one simple concept and true science and physics is that every action has an equal and opposite reaction. So if you haven't heard of direct energy weapons, um, you know, Boeing has the technology, all these different companies has different uh, technologies and it's literally, it can shoot a laser and it can start fires. And you're like, well, that's crazy. It's actually being used in farming industry right now on a very micro scale and they have literally cameras that will go on um, these little robots on a machine that 
can either be drones as well on drones as well and it will go through and it will actually scan the farmland for any weeds and soon as it hits a picture of that weed it shoots a laser down and actually burns the weed which is amazing because you're not using pesticides you're not using herbicides you don't have to have any of those chemicals genetically engineered inside the seed you can actually have pure healthy organic and in the same aspect you can allow more nutrients in the topsoil because the weeds aren't consuming that so you're using a direct energy weapon that we're saying is bad but in a good beneficial way soon as we can actually grow our awareness in society to understand that we have this technology it's they're only going to do things based on the flow of money so if we start spending our money on these products from farms that are actually using this technology well we're going to force them to be able to use that technology and to stop the other aspect this is the part of control the, the other thing too about this is that this has already been achieved in other countries so i I, I talked about this a really, really long time ago because it's many years ago now that we went to France. And when we were in France, uh, there was a segment on the news, go figure, that was talking about agritech and that agritech was growing rapidly in France, but it was because they have such a massively high value on food and wine in France. And if you've ever been there, you know that that's true. And they have such a massive value on that, that they are going above and beyond with leveraging different technologies, um, artificial intelligence, drone technologies, infrared camera technologies, in order to make sure that there is no infestation of mold on uh, in the vineyards. So they have literally drones that hover over and use infrared technology to figure out if there is any type of mold that is on a vine and then if it is it sends a signal back and maybe this is more advanced than it is or than it was then but then they're able to go in and resolve that issue so it doesn't infiltrate other uh vines that are close by and and that is because yeah back then we we had to have that screenshot of that parcel geographically of land and it would send literally like a message and then a person would go out there, evaluate it and trim up and remove any of the mold or, you know, toxic overgrowth. Mm -hmm. But now we have literally the technology of direct energy weapons just in a micro scale. And we can use this laser to be able to com be completely accurate and not have to have a physical human go out and do that. And this is a, a concept that quote unquote scares people because then we're like well, okay well we have this ai technology we have all this technology we literally have the technology of robotics to be able to replace all these people like why it's it's so how are we going to make money you know mm -hmm. it's like oh my god i'm not going to have a job anymore and i'm like the goal when we look at evolution the goal is to, to do what you actually fucking like and not tedious things that a machine can do. Well, and the goal is to honestly, re even above that, is to replace yourself. When we look at cycles of energy and cycles of creation, every single form of creation eventually becomes intelligent enough that it replaces itself with another form of creation. And, you know, we can get down deeper of a rabbit hole. I'm going down a rabbit hole. Stop there. <laughs> So 
the goal is is that these robotics the artificial intelligence the advancement in technology should be taking over essentially factory working jobs or jobs that you know are, are similar to that you know put this here put that there put the sticker on wrap this and which who really enjoys doing something like that that type of repetitive you don't use your brain you know you are essentially operating like a machine and you know when you think back and some of you know this some of you do not but it's like our school systems were redesigned many years ago by the Rockefeller family and it was to create nine to five factory workers it was to create programmable employees and Nowadays, we have, you know, our younger generations, which are pushing back on that. They're looking at their their parents and even grandparents. And they're like, wait, what did you do? You worked nine to five, five to six days a week for 40 years and you barely can live on your retirement. And actually, you're just sick in your retirement. And this is human behavior coming from we want to fill our life up based on the voids. So... We overcompensated in one way. Now this younger generation has the awareness that that wasn't a really good system to be in. Unfortunately, or fortunately, this way it works is now that we go, that generation tends to go to the completely polarized uh, end where they don't want to fucking do anything um, besides play video games, um, which, I mean, there's pros to video games. Don't get me wrong, not being polarized about it. But we, as a society we can dictate how quick or how long it's going to take us to come back into that median. Just like ourselves, we heal ourselves by getting our consciousness, our awareness, and our actions back into a state of balance. So the more we can do this collectively out of society, the more we're going to go away from the nightmare based on trying to reach this fantasy, and that we can actually just come and utilize both sides. And, you know, jumping that, going back to the robotics, the AI, and this and that, that balance means that we're going to have a cohesive relationship. We're going to be working together. And a lot of that repetitive, non-thinking, non-stimulating, non-growth type of quote-unquote jobs, they're going to be done with robotics. And we're going to allow people to actually live Why we're here. We're not here to work. We're not here to work. We're here to live. And we're here to honestly to get down we're here to learn how to love. And, and we're so deep down the fucking rabbit hole now that some of you might be like, you know, even getting irritated with this idea of like, what do you mean? Like my life, I have to work. I have to make money. I have to support my family. I have to put food on the table. And yeah, that's all part of, you know, what we've, what we've been told. But do you really think that your life was intended for you to spend 80% of your time working in a job you fucking hate and ostracizing your relationships and your own personal care to then end up sick in your retirement and spend the rest of your days in doctor's appointments with zero quality of life? Like, is that what life is really supposed to be? And that's you, what I was fed as a kid. And I was just like, that sounds really fucking terrible. And if that's the vision that I have, I might as well just end it now. <laughs> well, and even if, I mean, the goal is to not ever work, just to love what you do. But anytime... And, and what Nick means by that is you do something that you love so much, it generates the money that you want for your life, but you don't call it work. Because you actually love it. Yep. You just, you whether you're getting paid or you're not getting paid, you just do it. 
And this takes me to the construct of, of money because we're programmed that we have to do something because we need to receive a certain amount of money to live a certain lifestyle. And some of that lifestyle is created from an imbalance that we're, we're buying things or purchasing things, we're wanting to do things to fill up a void because we weren't loving ourselves. And then we have that depression or that anger, that resentment, and we need to compensate in the equal and opposite quick pleasure. But then that creates another imbalance and that feeds that cycle. So- I don't know if I sent this to you yesterday, but it was an awesome video that was about luxury brands were made for poor people. Um, or lower income. And I was like, hmm, I would like to listen to this. And it was this this idea that they've actually proven in research is that you sell these luxury brands because in lower income, it's an achievement. And you can wear that achievement on your on your body and say, look what I have achieved. But if you are wealthy enough that you could buy Gucci, you could buy the corporation, then you don't care about wearing that or you don't care about driving the Ferrari. You like nice things, but you're just like, I'm so rich, I could buy the corporation. I'm not necessarily trying to show that I have enough money to drive it. Yeah, Bill Gates wears new balances. Come on. (laughs) Be better than the gap. (laughs) So, which takes us down to this, you know, if if you're listening to us, you probably have been fed a lot of other information, and where we're at in money today is also something that we've been programmed about. We've been programmed that we need to work and achieve this amount of money so that we can actually spend that money to receive something that's going to benefit us, to benefit and help us to love ourselves, help us to be healthy, help us to spend it on you know, expensive, organic, pasture-raised food, all of those things. And we realize that the way money is now, A, it ain't money. And B, it's a form of enslavement. And until we realize this as a population, that we are all right now currently slaves, we're going to stay in a big, deeper, stronger state of pain. And why I say that we're all currently a slave right now is because we're spending what we call money, but it's not money, it's debt. It's a Federal Reserve note. And the Federal Reserve isn't even a government agency, it's a private agency. And when you do the research, we pay all these taxes to the IRS, which also is not a government agency. It is a private agency. And all that tax money goes to the IRS to pay off the interest of the Federal Reserve printing money so that it can actually make its money back. So it is a a system for a very few people to make a shit ton of money while actually increasing and printing money every single day, which what decreases your value because you are paying them. And every time that they print money and give it to Ukraine and anywhere else, guess what? Your time is worth less and less and less. So your slave, your entrapment extends how much you have to work, which means you're doing something that's not allowing you to live. That's called slavery. So hopefully this fucking hurts a little bit because until we allow it to sting and become painful enough, unfortunately in human behavior, we won't take action until it's painful enough. So feel the pain, use the pain, and then figure out how to either A, go through and use the system to serve yourself, or B, allow the collective consciousness to stand up and say, 
we're not doing this anymore. And what's awesome to see is that that consciousness is already coming to effect. There's the BRICS nations, uh, Brazil, Russia, India, uh, China, there's Saudi Arabia is joining, all these other countries are joining. And they're, they have created a new currency that's actually backed again by precious metals and commodities. And I'm not saying that that is the, the end goal and that's the end all be all, but that is the transition into getting away from just a, a Federal Reserve note, a debt um, aspect of currency, what we call money, and actually getting back into a standard of money. I honestly don't believe that we should have money, but I'm a very futuristic uh, thinking person where from well, welcome to my household from well I'm just <laughs> gonna go there so people can understand it is like we we work with healthy people and we work with sick people and the main thing that every single problem that comes up is a lack of love a lack of self-love and every single symptom every single lack of happiness joy etc every single emotion that somebody experiences is literally can be drawn back up because everything physical comes out of a non-physical component first, which comes from the mind. All is mental when you study the Kabbalah. And when we get to that truth, money is unnecessary. Money was created for a means of exchange and it was created for a fair exchange that if you provided a really good service, well, that service was gonna be worth more than a service that wasn't of high value. But now that we're just printing money and that money has its own inflationary aspect to it and that they're devaluing your time for that service, well, it's never going to be a fair exchange, which is why that we're all slaves in this moment. So until we can get out of that system, and that cycle, you're never going to truly be able to love yourself if you're working for money. That's why I think like money's not the root of evil. Money is a tool that's allowing us to be able to appreciate ourselves, that we shouldn't be working for money. We should be working for literally the energy that fuels you up, figuring out what lights you up, because that is what's most important in life. But that's also, you know, when you go back and you look back in time, we mainly lived in communities where we bartered goods. And, you know, we had a community where that was where you sourced your your milk from the cows that were in the village and you sourced your produce from the garden that was or the farm that was in the village and you know even if you go and you start looking at these blue zones which are the healthiest people in the world that they have the most amount of centurions people that have lived past 100 you're going to see that a lot of these quote-unquote old school practices still exist these they're are not, not they're not paying each other for services. Yeah, they're these are not individuals that are so busy that they eat out of a box or they eat, you know, on the go. Um you you see them actually they pride themselves on making their meals from scratch. They sit down, enjoy meals together, they play games, they have conversations, there's laughter, there's playfulness. There's uh quality time. There's quality time, there's connections, there's relationships. Uh there's family as a, a priority. And they get their hands dirty. They get their hands dirty with everything from gardening to cooking food to making their own tinctures. And these are not individuals that are usually uh, in the conventional medicine system. And they are living healthily 
into their 90s past 100 and you see these individuals they're farming they're riding horses and they're 99 years old and they're not they're not in bed (laughs) they're not in a wheelchair they're they're none of that it's uh it's very very interesting and you know i think in the grand scheme of things uh from a very uh micro scale like a simplistic view is that i think all of the crazy things happening in the world are getting us back to the simple things in life and it's it's detracting us from this idea of work 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 go 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 do 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 hustle 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 make money make money make money and it's helping us to prioritize relationships connection family self-preservation and because if we don't have any of those things what does the money even matter you know, we work with some individuals that have worked their whole lives and now they are quote unquote retired and they had this vision of retirement. They had a vision that they were going to take vacations, they were going to travel, they were going to golf every day. And they're not doing any of that. They are in doctor's appointments. They have been given a critical diagnosis. They are, um, you know, they're, they're, they're literally thinking about their end of days um, that is something that I just feel like is is just it it honestly breaks my heart that that is the reality for some individuals, and it's also breaks my heart that the families of those individuals they they had that person saying you know oh once I have mo- my retirement you know we'll have more quality time together I'll I'll be home for dinner more or I can have breakfast with the kids and you know that retirement happens and now that they still don't have that that time with the people that matter to them most. So it's really understanding that, yes, nothing is good nor bad, but we do collectively need to change. And, and we need to vote with our dollars right now because we are run by corporations. And most of the decisions that are being made on a global scale are for profit purposes. And... They can do that because we vote with our dollars. You know, I I know that I'm even victim of using Amazon for convenience purposes. And I realize that I need to stop looking for that convenience if I truly want to be well and truly want to be someone who is pushing the world back to a healthier world. Um, So... I just think that I, I really hope that this is insightful. Um, take one piece and run with it and don't believe everything you see on the media <laughs> and connect with your neighbors again, connect with your family. You know, don't guilt yourself about spending quality time with yourself, quality time with the people you love because time is the the main thing you're never going to get back. So you were slightly polarized in that view, but yes, <laughs> it's and thanks for schooling me, Nick. <laughs> well, because I mean that you, I mean it's a half truth. So I mean you said everything's a half truth. It, it's that's true and false, and <laughs> we need to vote with our dollars. But at the same time, when you when we look at the capacity to create and allow humanity to live, is that, you know, Amazon is could be transformed into a huge part of allowing that to occur. They have created a beast of a system, and as soon as we allow that system 
to, and they've already started the process to become more robotic. And the robots are out there to honestly be able to do this. We just were waiting for that select few or whatever happens to flip that switch that will allow this transition to occur. But because we're, we have been for the longest time controlled by a few families um, and a few corporations within the world, as well as, you know, drones out there, do your own research, as well as the legal system, um, that they control how everything works because everything is just a contract. And once we can get back into that state of equity and understand that we're all, we're all equal, we're all playing together for the same goal, which is literally just to live, to love, to feel joy, gratitude, to be in that state of balance, not being controlled, not the have tos, not the I ought tos. It's just, I wake up and I, I get to do this, whatever that is, that's congruent to somebody's highest values. Once we get to that stage, there's going to be a release of all this technology that's been suppressed based on profit and based on control and based on power. And, you know, that's going to allow, I mean, the quantum technology that's, that's out there that's not being used is insane. And there's going to be, you know, quantum banking. There's going to be all those different types of quantum technology that's going to be backed on blockchain technology. And it's not that like crypto is bad or good, you know, it's the blockchain, which is literally just the new form of the internet, web three. And that's going to allow everything to work so much more efficiently, not only just on an energetic transfer, um, but allow all that processing to occur. Because like we said, everything's just- I think just... Nick has had all of this bottled up for a long time, and now he's sharing it with all of you, and your brains are probably exploding onto the wall. Everything's, <laughs> everything is just data. You dropped so many bombs in this. <laughs> Everything's just data. So it's, it's just about, you know, asking better quality questions so we can have a better quality vision. If we can't see something, we can't create something. And this is, you know, foundationally, we work, work where you do with, you know, entrepreneurs, work where you do with just on a single aspect of what do you want your life to look like? But if where we want to go, if we can't picture it, if we can't see it, if we can't feel it, we cannot create it. So I'm throwing all this shit out here because, yeah, I've taken the time to research all this stuff. Why? Not because I'm crazy and in fear, because I want to figure out how to create the life that I want to live in. This is why I do all that research. And all of those technologies are going to be a part of that. Like there, there's planes right now that have been created that run on hydrogen. There's cars that run on hydrogen. And I'm not saying somebody created it in their backyard. Like Mercedes has created a car that runs on hydrogen. None of this shit is being thrown out in media because guess what? They want you keeping to buy gas. And guess what? Biden just increased and signed a thing that gas prices are going to be going up. Like all these things. Why? To control us. It's time for us to step out of being a slave and start controlling our own destiny again. And when we do that, guess what? Your symptoms are going to go away because you're actually loving who you are and you're allowing who you are to shine. And you feel free. All right, guys. Well, we, hopefully we, your brains aren't <laughs> completely all over the wall at this point. Um, we threw a lot at you, mainly Dr. Nick. 
And so if you have Next up, we're going to talk about how we live in a simulation. Oh my gosh. If you have uh, specific topics that you want to hear more about that he just, you know, dropped in this episode, please let us know in the comments. We thank you so much for being an avid listener of Integrative You Radio, formerly known as Integrative Wellness Radio. We appreciate all of your support. We love your comments. Please visit us on social media as well as our website to see all of the fun things happening behind the scenes and the new amazing content and courses that is being rolled out on a monthly basis. We hope to see you there.